0: You ready to go?
1: Yeah, good.
0: I'm ready. Alright, I gotta take a sip of big water first. Forgive me, I'm not home, so I don't have my own little like thermos, so he has this thing for me when I come over and it's called big water, and I just, you know hydrate or dehydrate, everyone. I'm a slip <laughs> Oh, All I right. know. I know. Alright, let's go, let's go, okay. <laughs> I'm from um what's what's the <laughs> name? Sharpay. Sharpay.
1: <laughs> Sharpay. High school musical. Oh, you get
0: to be my uh what was his What's the name? It was played by Lucas
1: Graybiel. That was the name, right? No. I don't know actors and actresses.
0: I don't... What was his character's name in High School Musical? Which one? The gay dude. Oh. Her brother. Her brother? Uh... Sh- oh, Brick3PO, we need a... <laughs> we need a High School <laughs> Musical fact check. Please? Ryan! That's who it is. Thank you, Brick3PO. doing your job well. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to start this episode now. Welcome in, everyone. This is The Force Unscripted. We are going to be starting our part two for the Obi-Wan Kenobi season finale. So, Hunter, are you ready? I'm ready. All right, so... We're starting off, I know we kind of jumped around last episode, back and forth between periods of Obi-Wan, that's going to happen this episode too, but the the main focus of today's episode is going to be Obi-Wan after accepting Anakin as his Padawan up until the events of Order 66. I don't think we'll dive past much when it comes to, like, we'll probably stop around Mustafar, that sounds like a good stopping point, and, you know, we'll just see how How and where the show takes us. So starting off, one thing that I loved about Legends was how much detail you get into Obi-Wan and Anakin's like missions during the Clone Wars and stuff and the stuff that they do when Anakin is still, you know, like a very young Padawan. So one of my one of my favorite moments and, and this is one of the reasons why I'm sore that Disney canon kind of changed things. And what it was, was that Anakin and Barriss have like an interaction with each other while Barriss is on a mission with Luminara and Anakin is on a mission with Obi-Wan. And they're on this planet that you learn is like the focal point of Palpatine's grand scheme. So like it, it is. So basically the long story short is that this planet is in such a weird area of space where it's leaning more towards separatist values but it's still a part of the republic and it is palpatine has discovered that it is in such a unique niche position that turmoil there will set off a cascade of events that will give the separatist movement its stuff to get started and anakin of course is somehow drawn to like the heart of palpatine's plan which is so funny because that that happens a lot in um legends where anakin is just happened to be brought into palpatine's plot like with outbound flight like anakin just happens to show up in that and then just it's funny uh, because he is at this focal point and though it's i mean palpatine is successful in the end that that plant that planet does turn separatist and they fail their mission but they go through this stuff and, and anakin and obi-wan have their strifes and then anakin and and barris go off and do their like reconnaissance for the mission and obi-wan and luminara talk and it's so funny because you get to see like luminara who's had plenty of padawans right mm-hmm. and then talking to obi-wan he's just like he's like this new dad and he's like does is it is it always like this and luminara is just like yeah kind of you got to kind of work em, you know a little bit to to <laughs> to get them to do what's right and what a, a proper jedi should but yeah, they're, they're a lot of them are like this, but yours is a special type of crazy. That's that's chosen one crazy.
1: <laughs> he got that. Uh, he got that. I don't know what it. In him. That dog. That dog. <laughs> that dog. Got in that, him. that dog in him. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's a. I think I forget what episode when I was talking about Zenoma Seacott, the Living Planet. Mm-hmm. That's another story that I really like because that is the first instance. That we know of, at least in Legends timeline, I'm not sure how Disney changed their relationship, but in Legends timeline, Anakin, as we know, gets like a bunch of seeds on him, because that means his ship's gonna, because he's so, he's chosen one, so the force force ship that he would make is gonna be just inherently badass, right? But... There's like a fight because the invaders, which we find out later, the use on come and Anakin gets angry. And this is the first time that Obi-Wan sees Anakin kind of change in front of him. Like he gets angry and he's like, he's powerful. Even as a kid, he's powerful. And it sort of changes how like he's like, yes, he's the chosen one, but he's also capable of like great destruction. It's like a, it's like a Vader flash. Like he sees it mm. and I just think that that is so important because there are so many times that's why I say I think I think Obi-Wan's love for Anakin truly was his downfall because he lets him slide with so much that anyone else should have just immediately reported to the council.
1: See, the thing is like, right? Most of the people who take like padawans, they're like a little older like Jedi Knight, but like Obi-Wan was still a Padawan when he took on Anakin as his Padawan. Like, the day he became a knight, he also got a Padawan. And, like, he was still in that... He was, like, 19. Like, he, he was in that, like, older brother phase. Like, you know, you, you let your your sibling do what they want, come over to your place, trash it, have a party, that kind of thing. And you're like,
0: no, Mom and Dad, they were, at, you know... Okay, so question for you from that, then. Do you think that is because of who Obi-Wan is as a person, the fact that he is a teenager in that state... Some combination of both or because of Qui-Gon or some combination of all of those. I don't
1: think Qui-Gon really factors into it. I think it's just, like, that developmental stage of, like, being a person. Like, you're in that, like, rebellious, I'm just now getting on my own. I've just become a knight. Like, I'm kind of the sh- And then, like, now you have to train this kid and you're like, okay, I can either be a hard-ass and, like, make him hate me or I can be the cool older brother and, like, let him chill and do what he so wants. So do
0: you think he was trying to imitate Qui-Gon?
1: No, I don't. I don't think, like... Yes, Qui Gon had a big influence on him, but I don't think Qui Gon at this point. I don't think Qui Gon is really factoring into this. I think it's are you uh, sure?
0: Like, okay, how how can you say that when this is his master's dying wish? Right.
1: Okay, but we talked about last episode how like Obi Wan after his master died really like went on to the, like, straight and narrow as his, like, views as a Jedi. Like, he really followed the the dogma, basically, right? But then he was lenient with Anakin because he was, like, wants to be that chill older brother. He doesn't want Anakin to go to the dark side. He's afraid of that, right? Mm -hmm. He knows he has the power and he's training him late. So he's like, if I'm the cool dude and, like, make everything, like, the, the Jedi seem, like, cool, let him, like, do his thing, not really, like, get on him, maybe that'll keep him from going to the dark side instead of being, like, forced to be like, this is what you have to do, this is who you have to be, whatnot. Like, maybe Obi-Wan thought if he let Anakin kind of bend the rules a little bit, he wouldn't go lean more towards the dark side, because typically they train children from, like, age six or whatever, like, really young, where you can impress on them, you have to follow this, like, you have to be this kind of person or whatnot, and that'll stick with them. But Anakin's older, so he already has his, like, rebellious, you know, stage going, right? So if you then take that kid and you say, no, you can't do any of the things that you want to do, You have to be like this, this perfect child, A pluses all the time, right? You know what happens, you know Mm -hmm. what happens, right? Like, so Obi-Wan's like, okay, instead of like forcing him to be the person we want him to be, I'm gonna let him get to that point, like on his own by being that like chill older brother that he can come to and like get guidance from that kind of thing. But it backfires because then Obi-Wan himself grows an attachment for Anakin Mm -hmm. because he's like, this is more like a family member rather than like somebody that I'm really training. He didn't have Mm -hmm. that. Experience again because he's literally like 19 when they start training. They're their family at that point.
0: And you know, uh, it's a it's a testament to that relationship that Obi Wan had with Anakin. What you see in the Clone Wars, especially in Legends timeline, we we see it we see it in the in the Clone War series. But they became I, I, like a he was like a dad brother. He was like an uncle. I, I don't even know how to, all of them, all three at once. And like and I I said I was in the last episode. I said I was going to talk about this. Like what I love about the novelization of Episode Three is the fact that Matt Stover does an amazing job at basically saying these are two beings that are linked like one they are brothers in every aspect one has the other no matter what happens and then he has like every every couple of section he has like a beginning part of the chapter that's if if the chapter is about obi-wan it's a little bit about obi-wan himself if it's about anakin it's a little bit about anakin himself but every now and then he has one about their relationship and you see from he opens the book about talking about how this is one person just two bodies like all that kind of stuff and then at the end you just see how it all goes to ruin and matt stover is i love matt stover's like artistic style when it comes to star wars books because he's like i call him the dude bro writer because he he fights he talks about all of those like fight scenes lightsaber combat that you want to see that's why i love his book about the shadows of mindor that's why i love his his addition to the new jedi order when he wrote the book about jason mm. um and that was fantastic and then i love shatterpoint obviously and so when i found out that he did the novelization of revenge of the Three, or <laughs> Of episode three, Revenge of the Sith. Um, after and it's it's funny because I read those other three books before I read the novelist the the cause I yeah, I when I was young I used to be like, well, I don't really need to watch the read the movies as books, but I'm so glad I did because finding about him, finding out about that Anakin Obi-Wan relationship is what spurred me to go back and read the stuff about them in the Clone Wars. Like there is one um uh, book, there's a it's it's a two book series. I think it's it's one of the Kieran's. I don't I think it's Travis. It's, it's called Star Wars, the, the Clone Wars, Gambit, and Siege. And it's about Obi-Wan and Anakin going to this one planet and, like, sneaking into a compound, getting into, like, the intricacies of, like, local skirmishes and stuff with separatists, like, droids and stuff. And then they end up going to, like, a camp. And, like, they siege the camp. And Obi-Wan is forced to learn how to, like, force heal people because of stress and like they don't sleep for like four days like this is like the black op of like obi-wan and anakin and you're like man these homies kind of cool like this is the duo like that's like the first real book where i saw that and i just i love their relationship because it goes from one of like tutelage and then it slowly turns into like the like the rolling eyes like i don't know why you're doing this you know you you know better and then it goes to like yeah dude we're do bros let's go kill some separatists like (laughs) But yeah, there was there was one thing that I, I really loved about Legends. I know that there is one book that I'm excited to read about in Disney Canon. It's called Brotherhood, and it's about it's by I think it's Mike Chin. That's going to be one of the ones that I kind of want to read in the beginning because it's about Obi Wan and Anakin. I want to see if anything changes because the thing about the novelizations is that they're canon between both timelines. So like the movie novelization is good for Legends and it's good for Canon. That so, makes that makes sense because
1: I mean the, the movies are still the movies. It yeah, does so make I, sense
0: to non Yeah. Yeah. So. I, I want to see if they change the dynamic beforehand. Because if you think about uh, cinematics, seeing Anakin in episode two and then going to episode three, if you just watch it, you're like, what the f*** happened? Yeah.
1: (laughs) Like, okay, the... They're in the... Maybe this was still in two. Maybe it was. But they're, like, in the elevator talking about, like, you know, that time on whatever doesn't count. Whatever. I was like, show me that. Yeah,
0: that, that was episode three. Give me the flashback. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, you, you do it. yeah, so you're just like, you're just like, how did Anakin, like, what happened? Like, can you, can you like, give us... All of a sudden, some... he's a stud like... Yeah, exactly. It's like, he just skip the awkward phase somewhat, I guess. But then you, then you watch the Clone Wars and, like, Rebels and all this stuff. And you're just like, and, you know, it's just like... It's great. I love it.
1: One of the few books that I remember from, like, the Clone Wars era was the one where Yaddle dies. I might not have read that one. Okay, so... Is
0: that is that Dark Rendezvous?
1: I don't know the name. I, like, I read these when I was, like, a little kid, right? I don't remember a lot of them, but I do remember that one because... And, and like in Tales of the Jedi now, we have like Dooku kills Yaddle um, mm-hmm. by like crushing her. It was crazy. But in Legends, Yaddle died taking a nuke that would have killed Anakin and Obi-Wan. And she took the nuke to save the Chosen One. And I always thought that like that sacrifice was like totally like wasted for her, obviously because he goes to the dark side. So there's, they're in a city or something. I, the, I have like vague details about what happened that I remember. <laughs> it's but okay. there's a bomb that's going to go off and Yaddle basically- like a baradium bar- like a huge-ass bomb. Yeah, like gonna level the city. They're all gonna die and they can't get out like they don't have time and Yaddle takes the bomb and like jumps up high into the air and like uses the force to enclose the explosion around herself and dies like it explodes kills her and her like reasoning she like told Anakin was like or like was thinking to herself like I'm gonna save the chosen one by taking this and sacrificing myself and then Anakin goes on later to f- And destroy the whole order and everything, and I was like, "Damn, Yaddle, you really
0: like (laughs) Yaddle?" I guess, jeez. Yeah. I never knew. I, I, you know what? You there? I, I admit there's a lot of. I mean, a lot of content that I don't know. I, I do not remember this. I want. to It was one of those
1: like the 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 smaller books, like almost like the the kids like books about. Oh, that might be
0: because was it? Do you know if it was a young adult novel or not?
1: it was probably a young adult one yeah oh
0: see that just takes a bomb like that was wild for a kid to read i'm i'm gonna have to find (laughs) that that sounds awesome i didn't know that existed yeah
1: it was it was it's insane
0: and you know what i i actually can't think of moments in legends timeline outside of that where people are that diehard for anakin right like she really like she really got on the
1: train and then like the train derailed (laughs) You know,
0: like Yeah, now I will say in Legends Timeline, like and I guess I guess it's the will of the force because he's forced Jesus, but Anakin gets Deus ex forcing so much. Like there are situations where you're just like, Yeah, he's for sure dead, right? And you're just like, Well no, episode three exists, so right.
1: <laughs> like we know he doesn't die, so we just you know, how are you gonna die? How's the you know, how's the separatist leader or whatever gonna get murdered this time or outplayed or whatever
0: I will say they do a good job at like plot twists when it comes to stuff that well I can't say Anakin cause it's not Anakin doing it it's Vader but there'd be some plot twists you'd be like so how does he get Oh, he doesn't. But uh, you never see that with, like, Anakin. Like, you never see him in such dire straits that he just he never gets out. But he's in those situations. Oh, yeah, for
1: sure. Like, <laughs> like against um, Cad Bane, and, like, Ahsoka rescues him from, from... Yeah, like, you're like, he could be dead right here, but we know he's
0: not, so how's he gonna get saved? <laughs> or a saying comes up in Legends a lot, by the way. When I finally... <laughs> <laughs> My first thought when I first saw Aura Singh as, like, a Clone Wars character, I said, this b**** ugly. <laughs> she was ugly in Legends. But they, I don't remember a description of her. Like, I remember they saying, like, pale skin and, like, she's in episode one. She's in the Phantom Menace. See, I didn't. I don't even know. I didn't even know that. Now during
1: the Pod race, she get she's up on a cliff with a rifle. Like the the Tuscan Raiders are there, like around, and there's just like a little little clip, like very small snippet of her up there on in in the Phantom Menace.
0: I never knew that. Yeah. Well, I guess when I maybe okay, like what, when it, you was, it, you what didn't it was, what it was, yeah, I watched it. I didn't know, and then I read the books because when that movie came out, I was like eight
1: yeah i like i've gone back after like learning who she is because of the the boba fett series also i think the little the little novels the young adult ones there's a whole like section of them about boba fett and a bunch of his adventures kind of like they do in the clone wars um okay cartoon i see um and ara singh is in that like a big part of it because she's kind of like his mentor-ish
0: oh right because she's like she's like
1: his guardian almost almost and so like when i went back and saw the phantom menace i was like oh
0: oh i just got some i just got some information so according from according to brick 3po uh star wars jedi quest the shadow trap book book six is the book with yaddle so i'm gonna go check that out i have one of the jedi quest books but i only have one i didn't know there was more than okay but i don't the thing is i don't really read much of the Young adult it's, stuff. It's, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. Just I would, go
1: read the summary on like Wikipedia or something. Like you don't have to. You don't have to read the whole thing. Just like get the the gist of the story. But yeah, like Yaddle takes a nuke.
0: That's pretty cool. Um, I'm trying to think of because Obi Wan has definitely done stuff to like look Anakin. I'm going to give like if if this happens, I'm going to give my life to save you. Get away. And of course, Anakin's like. Nah, no, nah, I'm sticking with you. Fights him tooth and nail every time and that's that's one thing that I that I really liked about it is cuz those are the moments where Obi Wan goes, Master, I'm so sorry. <laughs> like I remember us having stuff like this. Like I'm so sorry that I ever gave you any kind of stress. <laughs> any, like I'm so like this is the worst. It it's come back to me sevenfold. Please help. <laughs> and as we know, Qui Gon never shows no. up, right
1: <laughs> up. But he's just <laughs> sitting there watching. Like he's there. He's watching. He's like, Nah, you got this. You're on your own, fool. This is what <laughs> you were like.
0: Imagine. <laughs> He definitely he definitely gets his just desserts it's it, it's it's refreshing to see because like he knows what's happening and he's like god damn it <laughs> it's like what what better just desserts than to have the dying wish of your master come back to bite you in the ass the same <laughs> way you got your master like, this is, it's beautiful irony
1: yeah. And I mean, obviously, like Obi Wan was probably questioning Qui Gon at every turn because Obi Wan's like, we gotta follow the rules, and Qui Gon's like, rules.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what is your favorite Anakin Obi Wan moment from that era? I I love all. Oh, okay the the siege. Um,
1: I don't remember the episodes or whatever or the planet that they were on, but Obi Wan's like trapped on the br- in the Clone Wars cartoon. Obi Wan is like trapped on the bridge with Cody and the rest of them, and they're getting like pushed by. The battle droids and Anakin like pulls up and he's like walks out and he's like, I surrender, I surrender. Oh, yes, yes, I know what you're talking <laughs> And about. then like Rex and everyone comes out with jetpacks and everything and they like, you know, Rex shop and Obi Wan's just like, Anakin.
0: <laughs> you know? <like. laughs> oh man, I'm trying to think of what my. You know what? In all honesty, my favorite Obi Wan and Anakin interaction. Is the Mustafar fight really. like I yes? Because knowing all that I know, knowing how it started, what their adventures were like, and like I, I, I see it this way. Regardless if we're talking about legends or canon, you see the see how it starts. Know that it's a it's a dying wish of his master. You see their relationship form. Yes, it's rocky all the way through, but they always somehow meet in the middle and and continue forward growing becoming like the brother uncle dad combo that they are i don't know how to describe it but getting so close and then seeing everything go absolutely wrong everything is misunderstood everything just kind of devolves into chaos to where these the, the the one soul two bodies thing comes to two souls clashing against each other it's just
1: and all because Is of one closeted gay pedo man.
0: All because of the the world's most evil galaxy-brained homosexual man that we know, Sheev Palpatine. Yes, exactly. <laughs> he. You see the downfall of the brothers, and and I, I think I, that's that's my favorite interaction between them because it's like I don't want to say a period or like a comma. It's like a semicolon. It's like a statement. And the brothers, like, like think about like the brothers ended, and then there's a semicolon. But like, student would kill master. Like it's like a, it's like the semicolon in their relationship because, mm-hmm. well, we find out that it's not the next time that they meet, but like in the final time that they meet, you know, Vader kills. Edward. Right, right. So I, I think that I, I love the, the symbolism and all that junk, the po- the poeticism of Star Wars.
1: I. I like the Muzaffar fight because at the beginning, it's Obi-Wan trying to to bring Anakin back. Like At the beginning of the fight, it's Obi-Wan trying to get through to Anakin that he's gone too far. This needs to stop, but still not wanting to destroy him. As he told Yoda, like I, he's like, I can't kill him. I can't do it. But then Yoda's like, yeah, but you're not strong enough to fight Palps. So... <laughs> Guess you stuck with this job. That's why we made you master. But then he goes, he tries to, to get through to Anakin. And like throughout the fight, you can see him wavering. There's a couple points in, in the in the fight where he had the opportunity to take Anakin out. And he pauses just a little bit. Or like Anakin is able to, to pull his lightsaber back to him just in time to block an attack or whatever. And it's, you see Obi-Wan's face like going from like, I'm trying to get through to you to like, F- I have to do this. And then finally at the end, you know, he sees the opportunity. He knows what Anakin's going to do because Anakin wants to prove that he's better than Obi-Wan. He wants to pull the Maul on Obi-Wan, but he can't because Obi-Wan's built different. And so Obi-Wan is like, don't do it. I know how this is going to end. You're going to get wrecked. And what do you know? He does it. And all of a sudden he's a pocket (laughs)
0: I, I, didn't, I didn't see that one coming. Your mom would be so disappointed. <laughs> oh, man. I, you know what? I, I know it's ahead of timeline-wise of this part two, but one thing that I loved about <laughs> the Kenobi series, uh, one thing that I love about the Kenobi series is how they go into some of Anakin's and Obi-Wan's training together where you're seeing him chiding for the lessons that lead to his like the the symbolism between or the comparison and parallels between that moment and their final fight and when they meet again and all that kind of stuff I love their relationship I think as far as a relationship goes um, and not even just romantic that that Obi-Wan and Anakin is like the number two relationship of all time in my opinion for Star Wars i think my my number one is always going to be luke and mara i don't care what anyone says okay
1: that's fair then
0: obi-wan and anakin and then the third one is han and leia like i think that those are like the power pairings like just like the the first and the third one happen to be couples but i think regardless of if they were together or not they would still be that duo
1: you know one of one of my favorite pairs is actually ordo and bethany but um that's like for a different time, you know
0: <laughs> he will mention karen travis's books at every turn karen travis if you ever listen to this podcast please know that he is your biggest fan and has learned an entire language because of you <laughs> <laughs> say something mandalorian for the crowd go. thank you that can you say something a little bit longer
1: i need i need no nah. okay. I, I need prep for that
0: uh karen travis he is bad under pressure <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> you will be <laughs> But yeah, no, it's just it, definitely my favorite, one of my favorite relationships because it, it goes full circle, in my opinion, in a way that a lot of things don't go. Like normally when, like, at least the tropes that I've seen, when you're in like an Anakin-Obi-Wan situation and then Obi-Wan lets Anakin get away and then the next time they meet, normally like it's not a span of 20 years right. and normally the good guy wins, but it's it's funny To see that, like, Luke knows Obi-Wan for all of, like, a hyperspace transit and then has to watch him, like... But he doesn't
1: know him for all... He he knows him as Obi-Wan for all of a hyperspace transit, but he's known Ben Kenobi his whole life.
0: That's true, that's true, but I'm saying, like... And then he sees him, like, knowing all of this and not knowing that that's his daddy. Like, he has to watch all of that, and it's just... I... I loved, I loved Obi Wan, Anakin, and then of course we'll talk about next level, which is Obi Wan, Vader, because that's the phase that we're going into. Is just. Palpatine pisses me
1: off. The way that, the way that Anakin like just full on the fear like just takes him. It always bothers me because, like, Obi-Wan's your bro. Like, this whole, like we were saying, like, Obi-Wan was was lenient. Let him, like, you know, just talk to your bro a little bit. Like, why are you listening to this old creepy dude who's, like, in charge of the whole galaxy? Like, maybe
0: go talk to a therapist other than freaking Yoda, who's also an old creepy dude. That's one of the things I struggled with, honestly, especially when I was younger, watching... Episode two going into episode three. I did not understand. I it did not make sense to me in my head. And like Anakin, why are you doing? Like this does not make any sense. Like I know you're a, a horny teenager being tempted by the dark side, but this makes no sense to me. And I guess that's a testament to two things: one, the allure of the dark side and how emotions play into that, and two, how strong of a person obi-wan is because we talked about last episode and as you mentioned you know he has to go through it a lot and he deals with it he gets his shit done but despite all of that despite it coming to a head in like episode three when he has to maim his right. brother you're just like damn it you never went to the dark side for real he's like yeah i'm just in the desert chilling like, my hippie teacher kind of finally hit me up after ghosting me. No pun intended. <laughs> and then was like, y'all, let me show you how to vibe in the force. And so, it happens. So. And he's like,
1: took you long enough. <laughs>
0: like,
1: yeah, so the reason, like, I think Obi-Wan didn't obviously go to the dark side is he was so focused on following, like, the, the temple's teachings, right? I know, like... Even, even if he was a little more, you know, loose in his, rule you know, following like Qui-Gon was, I don't think he would have gone to the dark side. He does, he does follow the teachings really well, really closely. And he like is able to meditate and let go. I mm-hmm. think in training Anakin, he learns about letting go. Cause I mean, we see the fight versus Maul. When he kills Maul, it's out of anger. You can see, like his, his It's not like he's being calm and taking him out. He is. He's pissed that you know his his master just died, and he just lets in the force a little bit. Is able to like pull his lightsaber to himself and get that jump over Maul. But he's mad, and he totally could have stayed mad. You know,
0: stay mad. <laughs> but
1: he, he does. He lets go of his emotions, his feelings. Like again, like his feelings for Satine. He's able to to get past those, even though like. He reminisces on what could have been. He doesn't let it, like, consume him. He's not like, I missed out on the best opportunity of my life. Like, this is going to ruin me, blah, blah, blah. Like, I should have done this. He doesn't let those, like, what ifs, you know, rule him. Until he maims Anakin. And we'll get into that next episode. But he doesn't let those feelings rule him or, or you know, affect him very much until he is does have to do something to a family member that is, I mean, you know, his family, <laughs> it, it's awful. You yeah. would never want to do that to someone that you, you treated like your brother or sister for so long, and then all of a sudden, in a short span of time, he just flips a switch and he's killing kids left and right. I mean, that's obviously insane. So,
0: one thing that I'm going to mention. I'm going to need a fact check from you, BrickDepio. Do you know about Obi-Wan's love interest in Legends and how things... Okay, so I'm going to need a fact check on the name, but basically... There was his love interest that he had, and she was also a Jedi. And yeah, yeah, and I forget what book I was reading. It's one of the—it might be one of Travis's books, but it's definitely during the Clone Wars. And, like, he's in the temple, and she's like, she's sick. She has some sickness that is just going to kill her. And so she's, like, temple-bound. She goes to see Obi-Wan when he's, like, in between a mission. Like, he just comes back mm-hmm. from a mission. And they sleep together together. One night when he wakes up, she has passed on in the force. She's, like, damn. body gone. Damn. Like, all, her only her clothes remain. And, right. like, that, so I didn't know about Satine, but she she fades away into the force. And I was like, I, I remember reading that story, and I was like, damn, Obi-Wan, that's crazy. But then finding out about Satine, Satine is, I feel like, a lot much like worse, because at least he knew, like, she faded into the force. But with Satine, he has to watch his, like, Arch nemesis, like, stab her with the Darksaber, like... Yep, yep. The sword of her people at that.
1: Like, it's a really messed up, like, what happened to her. Like, Obi-Wan's story is really f***ed up. Like... Yeah. Losing his master, losing Satine, losing Anakin, like, mm-hmm. watching Padme die right in front of him after giving birth to the Chosen One's children. His... Basically his, like, niece and nephew. Yeah. Like, all this horror, And he had to watch his brother... On the hologram, killing the younglings. (laughs) Oh, man. Like,
0: that that has to hurt as a master, too. Because, like, you learn to love those people. Like, he only had Anakin, but still.
1: I mean, any master is going to be, you know... For instance, when... um, Wow, the guy who saved Grogu, Kelleran. Yes,
0: Beck. okay. I'm sorry, I could not think of his. So, name. so
1: when Kellaran saves Grogu, and then he gets to the the, the Nabu the, the like passenger ship, you know, the one that mm-hmm. he, they escape on. Like, they're like, "What about the others?" And you can see, like, just even though he says it like kind of monotonously, like you can see how much it hurts him. Even though like they're not his Padawans or anything like that, he's like, "There are no others." Like that's messed up. And Obi Wan had to watch. What happened to them? Because nobody else was in that room. Just the younglings and Anakin. So, like, nobody else saw what really happened to them. They just know they're gone and or the clones killed them.
0: Yeah, Order 66 was a, a and a half. But and, and I I think that's what makes it, like, really tragic in the end. Is that none of them saw it coming. Except Yoda. Yoda saw it coming. Right. Like, somehow. I, I guess that, well, I know why. But, like, the, 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 the scene is powerful when you see him... Cringe in pain, yeah, from the loss of like his, he what he saw. His, like a, Yeah, he drops his geimer stick. No more, no more weed for him. He's like, oh, you know. But none, none of them were expecting it. But, I mean, like you see a bunch of stories in in the the media now and in the books of like them being like, oh, what's up, clones, and getting gunned down. Like, right,
1: right, right. They're like, you know, they go up to them. They're like, something's happening. Something's wrong. And then the clones are like, we're we're happening. <laughs> we're, we're what's wrong. Yeah i do think you know we were talking about like the very quick transition like what what could make him other than you know perhaps being a creepy weird old man he was having those nightmares about padme Mm -hmm. and we only see the nightmare maybe like once or twice but he was having those every single night and like was waking up cold sweats seeing the same vision over and over again of padme dying and like Nightmares will mess you up, and if you're not getting sleep, like, you're losing sleep because of the same nightmare of the person you love the most in the world or in the universe, like, dying. It's really gonna mess with you. Even, like, a girlfriend and boyfriend, like, she wakes up and she's like, I had a dream about you cheating on me. Like, that's gonna, you know, mess our day up, like, her mm-hmm. whole day. Imagine every single day you watch the love of your life die. Die. Mm-hmm. Like, that's really gotta, you know, that definitely pushed him. And I think they should have leaned on that a little bit more. Like, he's not getting sleep. He's waking up every night in cold sweats. Like, being comforted by Padme. But still, like, processing that dream every day. Thinking about it. Letting it play over and over in his head. And then Palp is like, I know about your nightmares. I can make them go away. And he's like, whatever you have to do. Mm -hmm. Like, please, just make it stop. Help me save her. And he's like, yo, you gotta kill the little kids. And Anakin's like... I, poor kids yeah like
0: i you know what and i i find that as a simp as a self-declared simp myself i absolutely understand anakin and i don't blame you i probably would have done the same thing but i i think if my obi-wan's like whatever my life's obi-wan equivalent is would be able to pull me back I feel like Anakin. I don't know. In my head, I've always thought Anakin should have come back. He should have been like, Obi-Wan has never pleaded with me like this and, and lied just flat out to my face. Like, he is obviously in distress and concerned about me. I'm doing something wrong. Like, that's the type of person I am. But I guess the high from the sudden, like, oh, look, I'm finna slaughter some, you know, everyone just going ham and the, that rush just fed him. Yeah. It's like when you're, when
1: you're, playing like a video game or something and you go ham and like you get an ace or something and leave. like you feel like you're on top of the, the world right like you're like i'm the best like i'm the shit. this is awesome he just killed everybody he's like i just beat every single jedi all the jedi who wouldn't let me be a master who shunned me basically for being the chosen one didn't want you know like everybody had was critical of him and he's like guess what get <laughs>
0: Uh, it's the it's like it's the ultimate get back honestly imagine like living your life doing what you think is normal and putting regular boundaries on a person and then turning out to be forced Jesus and being like f- you. Yeah. like imagine you f- by Jesus like what kind of an ending is that I mean
1: <laughs> in the end Jesus got fucked by the rules the rules being Obi-Wan.
0: well technically Vader got fucked by the rules balance he had to use big bad and it True. was t- it was time for big good to come in so gotta True. go True. That's about all I really have from that period. Though that period has a lot of different adventures, a lot of the themes remain the same. It's Basically, like, yeah, a lot yeah. of it is
1: Obi-Wan and Anakin going on a mission or whatever, or Ahsoka and them or whatever, and then Anakin bans the rules or does something unconventional, and Obi-Wan says, Anakin. And then, you know, we move <laughs> on. It's like, it's the recurring, like, gag, right? It's yeah. And eventually it, you know, comes to, Anakin, you f***ed up. <laughs> And now I gotta get rid of you. That's most of what the Clone Wars is. Like it's it's Anakin being unconventional, Anakin being more powerful, Anakin meeting the next foe and outsmarting them. It's mm-hmm. Anakin always being better, better than everyone. Even like when he fights Barris in the temple. I mean, that's a that's a very interesting fight when he fights her in the temple. Yeah, he really beats down on Barris. He's mad. You can see it, and everyone around him can see it too. When the the temple, what are they called? The temple guards. The, the- temple, yeah. When they come in, I'm like, are they going to go for Anakin or Barris here? Because they don't know the, the context. Yeah. They just see the red lightsabers. But yeah, like, the progression is Anakin bending the rules, bending them more, bending them more. For instance, the time where it's like, who will um, brand themselves as a murderer? And Anakin's just like... <laughs> he's I love like, that Clone War scene. He's like, I'll do it. It's fine, you know? <laughs> And of course, Obi-Wan says, Anakin.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's what happens when you let the the one you love get away with murder. Literally. Literally. But yeah, I I do have one last question before we close things out. How do you think Obi-Wan saw Ahsoka, knowing what we know about his relationship with Anakin? And do you think that Ahsoka and Obi-Wan ever saw each other after Order 66? No,
1: I don't think they ever saw each other. Obi-Wan did not leave Tatooine except for maybe the one or two times where he went, like, for instance, in the Obi-Wan Kenobi series, where he goes to to help Leia. But I don't think... At that point, Obi-Wan is not Master Kenobi anymore. He's just Ben Ben. Kenobi. And Ahsoka was not even considering herself a Jedi. She's, like, doing her own thing, staying outside the radar... Until, like, Rebels comes along and she's, you know, participating and whatnot, but they never met. Only, um, what's-his-face from the Ahsoka, the the one they're rescuing, what's-his-face, the Jedi from Rebels. Oh,
0: Ezra?
1: Ezra, yeah. Only Ezra is the one that meets up with, with Obi-Wan, and I don't even think he mentions that to Ahsoka. I don't think they saw each other after that at that point. So,
0: is there potential to maybe find out? I mean, this is more stuff for next episode. But like, do you think there's potential to find out, like, if they do meet after? Because I mean, technically, with how Disney has gone, we don't know if like she can't like, him, like Legends for sure.
1: No, but if she meets him at all, it's gonna be his ghost. I think.
0: Ooh, I
1: you think about that. I think I think it'll be so. That, this is for next episode. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I have, I have well, thoughts.
0: But yeah. the, the 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 question that is relative to this one is: How do you think Obi Wan felt about Ahsoka? So,
1: I think he sees Ahsoka as the kind of, like, I told you so for Anakin. He thinks it's going to help Anakin become more like him. Because when when he taught Anakin, he became more of a knight. He became better as a knight. He, you know, originally he was very critical of Qui-Gon and whatnot. But becoming a Jedi Knight and becoming a master to Anakin helped him grow as a Jedi. Helped him be more, not lenient, but, like, in tune with the Force and peace and whatnot. And I think he was hoping that Ahsoka would be that for Anakin. But in reality, it became one of the catalysts for why Anakin turned away from the Jedi because Barris, you know, puts the blame on her for the bombing of the temple. And Obi-Wan doesn't, as far as I remember, doesn't really defend her, right? And so I don't think he sees her as like Anakin 2.0. I think he sees her as like a lesson for Anakin and a lesson that he failed at, you know, I mean, I feel like Obi-Wan thinks he kind of failed on Ahsoka's part a little bit. The interactions with them, between them, uh, Ahsoka and Obi-Wan, after she leaves the temple are few and far between. And when they are, it's Ahsoka being like, why aren't you helping me with the Siege of Mandalore? Screw you. Oh, you got to go back and rescue your stupid Chancellor. You know, that kind of thing. And there's very little interaction. Anakin's the one that talks to her. So I think he's more distanced himself from that relationship. Um, because I think he thinks it was a failure.
0: Yeah, it's funny to try to see him give Anakin the treatment that he got from Anakin that he gave to Qui-Gon. <laughs> like, it's, just, it's like a little cat. I love that little that little forest tree in the Force family. Like Because that makes me wonder... Do you think Dooku was like that to Qui-Gon, knowing what we know about how Dooku was before he saw the, the folly of the Jedi?
1: Well, you know, we saw in the Tales of the Jedi how Dooku was. He was strict, right? He was strict, and he also went off the rails, and Qui-Gon pulled him back. They were stopping, like, a rebellion, and they realized, they were sent to stop a rebellion. They realized that the rebels are in the right, and instead—and, like, the— soldiers or whatever that oh oh,
0: i remember now okay okay i know exactly what you're talking about and dooku
1: flips a switch and he's like y'all are done like i'm gonna kill all of you and qui-gon is like master this isn't the jedi way like that kind of thing i think qui-gon was like a little more chill or a little more chill after that like after dooku left because dooku was very
0: hard that that's why he would have turned obi-wan to the dark side if he was oh yeah Do- Do- <laughs> and he was and we found out he was curious about obi-wan too he yeah wanted to yeah. want to know about him
1: and i mean we see an attack of the clones he tells obi-wan like join me mm-hmm. you know together we can overthrow the sith because i mean really in the end dooku just wants power he doesn't really care how he has to get it he's just he just wants the power to be in charge and to make the rules and so he can you know put all the aliens in concentration camps
0: Huh? Wait, he was a xenophobe too? Oh, yes, he it absolutely was. Okay, no, no, I'm sorry. I don't even know why I hesitated on that. I remember immediately. Because one of the things that I think is absolutely hilarious is when Obi-Wan and Anakin are on the ship trying to rescue the Chancellor. Like, when Anakin cuts off his hands... Like, I'm a cripple. Yeah, his first thought is, I'm a cripple, like, nah, I'm about to die. Like, it's hilarious. But that has been our... Second part to the Obi Wan Kenobi season finale. Thank you guys so much for being here. Uh, we really appreciate it. Be sure to follow us on all major podcasting platforms at The Force Unscripted. Follow us on X, formerly known as Twitter um at force unscripted the same way it's spelled for the podcast but until next time peace out girls guys thank you so much for listening and we will catch you all on the finale of the finale our obi-wan kenobi part three catch you guys later